Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hey guys, welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. I'm actually bursting to provide you with the latest revelation. I've actually posted a video page on the Melbourne Underground Church website. There are hundreds of articles on there. And if you go to the recent article, melbourneundergroundchurch.com, there are three or four videos that, you know, they're not perfect, but they're prophetic and they're accurate. And it's where we are now as a church. Many of the things that I've been saying and my audience will know for the last two and a half years, they've just been starting to say those things now through the worldwide, you know, schools of the prophets, etc. One of the things I was saying, you know, to a year and a half, two, three years ago was that there would be a separation. And the reason I started the Melbourne Underground Church is because God said there would be a separation. There would be the above ground churches, which will be state sanctioned, like in China, where the Communist Party approves of a certain level of an expression of faith, which is not the kingdom of God, because the kingdom of God is violent and disruptive. And as Jesus rightly said, I have come not to bring peace, but to bring a sword. And similarly, this has come through Emma Stark in 2022, where she's talking about uh, separation in the church. Also, uh, if you're listening to what the Spirit is saying, the Holy Spirit is very interested in our heart. You know, it's it's not whether our pastor or politician or friend got vaccinated or not, or whether they opened the church or not. God is looking at your heart response. That's what this is about. See, you know, Jason Westerfield taught me this 10, 12 years ago that you are made of seed. You know, you, you are made if you're a Christian, truly, if you're really a Christian, then you are born again. Your old man died. The person who believed in Jesus Christ died that day. And you are a new creation. And you are a, your new creation spirit is, is of the seed of the kingdom of God. You are a walking, talking kingdom tree. We are the branches. We hang with Jesus. He's the bra- He's the vine. He's the source. He's the sustenance. But we are connected to him. We can't do anything apart from him. And the words that we speak should be kingdom words. So anyway, those children of the devil, as Jesus said to the Pharisees, you are the children of the devil. Your father is Satan. He said that in Revelation, the synagogue of Satan, the church of Satan. And he's talking about men and women. He said, you know, he said about Judas, he said, one of you is a devil. He didn't say one of you has a devil. He said, one of you is a devil. So 
people who are of the seed of the kingdom, they will be standing on the rock of the word of God. They will be standing on a rock, immovable, unshakable, no matter what the storms say to you. You know, someone was saying to me about food shortages. I said, listen, if you put a seed in the ground, it will grow pumpkin for free. There is no food shortage, okay? There is no medical emergency. God has given you an immune system. And I've been talking about this for years as well. You've got to get out of debt. You've got to get out of debt financially. You've got to get out of debt physically. You've got to get out of debt emotionally. You've got to get out of debt spiritually. You've got to take responsibility and get out of debt. You cannot be in pharmacia right now. A good friend of mine, Jamie Walden, a hero, a, a, a marine, a, a soldier, a born-again Christian who's really doing amazing things for God in the USA. He wrote to me this week and he said, Hey, brother, apologies for the delayed response. I've had teams out here for 10 days, lucky guy. The pharmacia thing is central to everything that is going on and what's coming. It is rooted in the rebellion that began at Mount Hermon and which culminates in the mystery of Babylon in the US. It's a very big topic amongst the men and women I am surrounded by here in the United States. It is insane the strong delusions that have overtaken your nation, that's Australia, through our pharmacia, that's America. We have made the whole world drunk with our sorceries and exploited all the nations on the earth. Okay, so what I'm saying is if you are of the kingdom of God, then the testing of your faith develops perseverance. But if you're not of the kingdom of God, then you're going to be freaking out right now. Now, if you have some, you know, form of fear in your life or some trouble or some area of lack, this is not about condemnation. Jesus is standing on the rock of his word and he's waving you over. Will you come over here to my word when it comes to your healing? Would you come over here to my word when it comes to your finances? I've just got to tell you, I've I've had Financial provision has been amazing for me. I'm not working because I'm unvaccinated. I'm unvaccinated in part because I don't want to be a slave to anyone. The Bible says you are a slave to who you obey. I'm not obeying, you know, my the 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 the, the mandates at the moment. I'm obeying the law. I'm honouring the government because I'm not going out when there's lockdown. I'm not going to the cinemas because I'm not allowed. That's a great injustice and the Holy Spirit is grieved for those who are unvaccinated and who are being persecuted. And I mean, this is discrimination. You know, you can't stop a a homosexual or even a sex offender from going to the cinema. That would be discrimination. But I can't go to the cinema because I'm healthy. It's not fair and it makes no sense. But I am standing on the rock and I've been, you know, giving and tithing and being generous with everything and all the time. And I'm not worrying about what I will eat or drink or wear. I am seeking first the kingdom of God. And I'm telling you the truth. I got paid a thousand dollars this week and I haven't worked since October. 
and it's currently the 19th of January and I got paid from my employer for no reason. And I looked at the pay slip and it's not holiday pay and it's not penalty rates and it's not annual leave. It is pay. And similarly, I've been given money from, from strangers, literally checks in the mail. I've never had checks in the mail. And I'm not asking for money. I'm not. I'm not asking for money. God is my provider. And there have been moments when the bank account looks very low and, it, and I start to freak out. And I say, God, you told me this. You said that money will never, and he said it with a, fero- with a ferocity in his eyes. You know, he was serious. He said, Jonathan, money will never, never be an issue for you. Money will never be an issue. So I have just kept spending and I can't spend it fast enough. Now, I don't buy things I don't need and I generally don't buy things I want, but I pay the rent and I take the children out and I buy them lunch and I shout my friends and I give a tip and a tithe and extra and the money has has not run out. It will not ever run out because I have moved over to the rock that is greater than I. I've moved over to the rock that is higher than I. And that's my message today. If God gave us Jesus, will he not also with him give him, give us everything else? You know, my little girl is, um, she's amazing. She washes her hands, right? Get this, listen to this. And then she dries them on my shirt. Like, I mean, the one that I'm wearing on my back. And, you know, God said to me, John, that is how I want you to be with me. You know, your daughter knows that you love her so much that she will just wipe her hands on your T-shirt while you're wearing it. Like, how rude, you know? And technically, you know, she shouldn't do that. You know, it's wrong to do that. Um, and my son is is the eldest and he's a little bit more obedient probably because he's the eldest and you know how that all works in psychology. But, you know, he's not limited to that. But he's really good at following the rules and she's really good at breaking the rules. It's like Mary and Martha. And God wants us to be Marys. Like God is saying to you today, will you ransack heaven? I want you to break in because it's actually yours. You know, Jesus gave us kingdom. The universe is contained within the kingdom. The kingdom's bigger than the, you know, bigger than the universe because heaven and earth will pass away. Guys, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth, but it's going to be the same kingdom. So you and I are in the kingdom. We are totally disconnected from this world. We're not part of this world. It's an illusion. And unfortunately, it's an illusion and a delusion that the church has been propagating. We are not part of this world and we need to be separate. And God is saying, if you are of my seed, it will be evident. It will be evident on the day of judgment. Jesus said, don't separate the wheat from the chaff now because the because uh, you, you might mix them up. There are some people in church that look like Christians, smell like Christians, taste like Christians, and they're not Christians. And I'm not one to judge, you know, God, where they're going to go forever. That's up to God. And I don't care who they are, even my enemy. I want them to go to heaven. But Jesus said, at the end of the age, the angels will go out and they will separate. So we don't know. We don't know. We don't know those that are his, and it is irrelevant What we know is his word and he has commanded us to preach 
the good news of the kingdom of God. And that's what I want you and I to do. So it doesn't matter whether you're working or not. It doesn't matter whether you're single or married. It doesn't matter whether you're in Australia or in America, whether you're in dictatorship or whether you're in Kumbaya. You are responsible to preach. But listen, you don't have anything to worry about. You have been told, do not worry about the future. Do not worry about the past. Everything belongs to you. In other words, you've got no responsibility other than to obey me and to obey my word and to be led by the Spirit and to be moved by the Spirit. So if you just do what he's doing, if you just say what he's saying, then all these things will be added to you as well. It doesn't mean you don't brush your teeth. It doesn't mean you don't floss. You know, use your brain. Like, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater, but don't worry about these things that choke the seed of the kingdom. What things choke the seed of the kingdom? The worries of the world, the deceitfulness of wealth, the love of money, offense, unforgiveness. We need to root these things. And listen, there's nothing that God hasn't already given you. He's bankrupt in the sense that he has poured out his blood on the floor. I mean, it dripped down the cross onto the dirt. And, you know, fortuitously for us, it actually went into heaven itself. Did you know that the body of Jesus is a door, literally a door? Hebrews chapter 4 says, the veil was torn, and that veil is the body of Jesus Christ that we enter into heaven through. We literally walk through his broken body. It is the torn body of Jesus is the torn veil through which we can go into heaven, access heaven. It's by the blood of Jesus Christ. It doesn't make any sense in our natural mind. We need to be out of our minds. I mean, out of our minds. I mean, out of our minds. I mean, out of our minds. We have to set fixture our permanently our eyes on heavenly things think about heavenly things pursue heavenly things pray in the spirit at all times with all kinds of prayers and requests let us be given to overthrow today let us be given to a place where we no longer exist where we no longer live but Christ lives within us i'm giving you permission you can throw everything else out but the kingdom. It's not seeking first church and then family. It's not seeking first the kingdom and then family. It's not seeking first the kingdom and then your mortgage. It's seeking exclusively the kingdom. It's not seeking family, not seeking friends, not seeking your own needs. You can get to a place where you do not think about yourself and you look in the mirror and suddenly you're shocked that every need is met. The bank account is full, you're healthy because you forgot about yourself while you bankrupted your own life for those around you. What if you, and I'm going to say you can and you should, what if you should be rending the heavens for other people? Not for your prayer to be answered, but for other people's needs. Like when Jesus, like the, the harvest is plentiful, what that means is there's no one who isn't suffering right now. 
There's no one who doesn't need an encouragement. There's no one, no political leader, no business person, no professional, no no homeless person who doesn't need a cuddle or a encouragement or a dollar or a, or a sandwich or healing from sickness. I mean, literally everyone in Victoria now has coronavirus. I went to the shopping center today. It was empty, empty on a 28 degree day, you know, in the middle of January holidays. And the guy at the hamburger place said, oh no, everyone's sick. And if they're not sick, they're scared of getting sick. He said, it's been like this for two weeks. So what if you look to other people's needs spiritually? What if everyone you met, you said, hey, can I pray for you for sick, for healing? Can I encourage you? Don't worry about yourself or even the way you look. And and pray for me also that, that my ministry and my words would be spread far and wide because I don't care, but for preaching the kingdom of God. And I want this message, really, I want this message to go into the, all the earth. And, and I want to see Jesus come back because he's actually waiting for us, for us to preach this message of the kingdom of God to the ends of the earth. And then he's going to come back. Guys, look into the pharmacia thing. There is something significant in that at the moment. You know, owe no man anything but to love one another. If you need to go to the doctor to get a script to live, then you do, in a sense, owe somebody something. You're not free. Like, the way I think about it is I'm going to stay in the city. I'm not going to run away and hide. I'm not going to buy a bunker. I'm not going to stockpile food and buy a house in the country. I'm going to stay here. But... If I was in the country, if I did run away from society to hide from whatever apocalypse is going on at the time, pick your own adventure, would I be able to if I needed to fulfill a, a prescription? Like what if I needed heart medication? What if I needed asthma medication? What if I needed anti-anxiety tablets? I don't. And if you do, I'm telling you that you don't need them, but it's going to be a process. Listen, Jesus is the answer. What I mean by that is whatever the deliverance strategy God has for you, it might be a diet. It might be a counseling session. It might be an encounter with an angel. It'll be unique for you, okay? It will be Jesus opening that door. I said it will be Jesus opening that door for you to get out of debt, for you to get out of financial debt, for you to get off medication, for you to buy a house, whatever it is that you need, it will only and always specifically be Jesus and walking through him. He will be opening a door to your deliverance. Your deliverance might be Jesus asking you to give $500 away. But it's in the moment that you obey the spirit that the kingdom comes. I'm saying that again. The kingdom comes when a Christian obeys the spirit and only when a Christian obeys the spirit. You might lay hands on the sick and see them recover. They recovered because the word of God was already sent 2,000 years ago and even before that because the lamb was crucified before the creation of the world. But as you lay hands on that person and they recover, It's actually the word that was already sent thousands of years ago that you as a human being with a body and a spirit legally enforces 
through your agreement and through your, your action. James said faith without works is dead. In other words, when you see the Holy Spirit in the Spirit doing something and you as a human in the flesh do it, physically do it, physically walk on the water or physically ask the servants to grab a glass of the water that turned wine or physically lay hands on the sick and see them recover. It's in that physical movement of you as a body that the kingdom comes. It is a manifestation of the Spirit through man. So every deliverance that you need, every healing that you need, every provision that you'll ever receive is personally through Jesus. And it's personally through the revelation of the Spirit of God that is inside of you. And it only occurs when you physically do something. Think about it. There's nothing that Jesus said that didn't include you physically doing something. He said, lay your hands on the sick and they will recover. He said, speak to the mountain and it will be removed. In other words, whatever the Spirit's saying or doing, only and unless you do it, will it come to pass. So you and I have got to get so out of ourselves, so out of our minds, and so in the Spirit of God that we are renting the heavens and ransacking our inheritance and spoiling it on other people. If you and I will do that, we will live in permanent perpetual revival, Jesus will come back and we will be given cities to rule and reign alongside Jesus for eternity. It's going to be fun. I'm going to look and see the badges that you have in heaven because of the obedience that you can only do right now in this breath of a moment called life. I love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Please share this podcast. Go through the archives, go through the old episodes, pick your best ones and share them around. Love you lots. Speak to you soon. Bye for now.